<laughs> okay, hello guys. I'm sorry. I just feel like our intros every single time. We just get nervous. Like really nervous. I'm Riley. <laughs> And I'm Sophie. And I'm not going to lie, last night I was falling asleep being like, wait, it's me who has to intro the podcast tomorrow and I got a bit scared. Even just then I'm like, we're laughing. I'm like, so is this it? Like, is this the proper take? I don't know. But here we are. Yeah, I don't know what it is with the intro. It's just one of those things. It's a lot of pressure, I think. It's like, it's the beginning. You know what it's like? And I feel stressed. It's like going first at school for an oral presentation. (gasps) Exactly. And you're just like... No one's spoken yet. There's there's just so much expectation mm. on you. Yeah. I, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. And the only times that I ever, like, volunteered to go first, the person after me aced it. Like, killed it. <laughs> so here I am being like, fuck yeah, like, I went first. I absolutely <laughs> nailed that. And the next person, I'm like, you know what? Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. But equally, I kind of always volunteered to go first because I knew that at least, like, by the end, the teacher would always kind of forget yeah. mine. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, well, they think probably mine's better than it actually was. And equally, if you go last, everyone's kind of sick of hearing people talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like mm, being first is definitely the best, but like equally, it's still terrifying. Oh, completely. I know. It's just, yeah, you almost just have to rip the bandit off and get it done. But it's, yeah, I, I mean, I never nailed them. I always looked at my palm card. No. I didn't make eye contact with the room. <laughs> Like, it was just one of those things. <laughs> Palm cards. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that phrase. In a very in long, so long time. Also, guys, while I, I um, Yeah, honestly. While I remember, thank you to everyone who has jumped over and joined the Facebook group. Yes. I'm so excited. I honestly did not expect so many people to, like, jump on straight away. I thought we maybe would get, like, five people in the first few weeks. But there's quite a few of you already there. And I'm just so excited. And I posted a little like, hey, guys, so excited to have you all here. And so many people were replying saying they were so excited to like be a part of the community. And it just made me so excited because I was like, I feel like everyone who listens to this podcast really knows us and therefore like is kind of on the same wavelength. And I just think we're just going to have a really good like community. I don't know. I'm excited about it. I'm so excited for it. And I think it's so cool already. You can see girls connecting from either the same country or state or wherever they're in their local area. So yeah, I think as it starts to grow and more like more of you hear about it, because we did talk about it very late in last week's episode. So yeah, I'm, I'm really yeah. excited for it, but jump over and join because there's going to be a lot more conversation in there as well. So yeah, I'm super excited. Very, very keen. For Definitely. It. And thank you for all the love on last week's episode as well. I mean, mm. Soph and I clearly <laughs> were very stoked with that <laughs> that episode. I think we just covered a lot of topics that we were both very passionate about and we felt that we got a lot out that we wanted to say for quite some time. So yeah, it's just been awesome to receive all of your messages and seeing all your comments and yeah it it means a lot to us because I think sometimes when we talk we're like is this beneficial like I don't know (laughs) but yeah it's nice to know that you girls really want to hear that and yeah I don't know it was just nice to nice to read through all the comments as well yeah we were saying that that's probably our favorite episode so far and like we were even listening back to it ourselves and I was like yeah like I enjoyed listening to that Mm. episode and like it was us speaking so I really hope you guys did I don't know just enjoy it or get something out of it and like Riley said like I mean you could tell by the hour and a half episode we were quite passionate about what we were speaking about um so yeah I just felt really good because I feel like sometimes you get on a roll on a podcast and sometimes you're just not 
in that kind of mood where you can speak really well. And I just feel like last week we were both in a chatty mood and yeah, we just kind of, like you said, chat about a lot of things that we were really passionate about and wanted to bring to this podcast for a while, but equally we're kind of putting off because we were like almost nervous to talk about Mm. it because it was such a massive topic, but definitely yeah i'm really glad that you guys like that one for sure anyway getting into today's podcast (laughs) i'm feeling a little bit i don't know why i'm in a weird mood today so apologies if i'm just like a little bit all over the place but you know wait wait it is what it is (laughs) anyway getting into our weekly highs and lows riley would you like to kick us off on this? yeah i knew you were gonna pump yourself to me straight up (laughs) i'm like watching so far on facetime and i'm like i know that she's gonna start in there being like all right guys weekly highs and lows riley go (laughs) Oh, I've got no idea. But when I think about the last week I've had, I think I was feeling good when we recorded last week's episode and I have had a fairly good week. But for whatever reason last week, I was just feeling super, super anxious and probably the most anxious I've felt in a really long time, which for me, I mean, I would never say that I have anxiety. I think, you know, to have anxiety is one thing, to feel anxious is another. And I definitely think that I just get very overwhelmed and anxious. And last week I just wasn't having a good week. I wasn't talking to my business coach. I wasn't talking to my online coach. I wasn't talking to Soph, wasn't talking to Georgia. I wasn't talking to anyone. Um, And I kind of recognized last week as well that whenever that comes up for me, I just shut off and I don't Mm. talk to T, no one in my life. And I just kind of feel it for myself and it became so apparent to me last week that I'm like why do you do that because I could have literally messaged so we would have talked for five minutes and I would have been like oh yeah I'm sweet like life's fine mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. for whatever reason I just don't want to put that burden on anyone else not that it is a burden so I think out of last week's low I definitely just learned something so I feel fine this week now and I did feel really good after speaking to T, Georgia, Soph, my coach, everyone. And I was like, all right, I'm the new woman. I'm back. So yeah, I feel really good again. And I think, yeah, that was just a matter of heaps of work piling up last week and expecting a lot of myself. So I think that was, yeah, my low of last week. And I mean, I think I've got two highs. So honestly, this pod last podcast episode was a bit of a high because I think It was just so nice to connect with so many of you girls and have conversations surrounding the topic that we spoke on, um, on DMs and whatnot. So that was just really nice. And then also I saw my pa and auntie for the first time in like two years because they came up to visit from Melbourne. So that was really nice as well. And it's just crazy how much time has passed. I feel like it's always so weird to think it's been years since you see family. But of course, with everything that's happened in the last year and a half, that's just the way of the world. But yeah, pretty good week overall, I would say, but just a bit scattered as I sound right now. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to quickly summarize my morning so far. Firstly, I look probably the worst I've looked. (laughs) I've spilled coffee all down my jumper and I can't be bothered to change it. So that's what's happening. I have no makeup on. My hair's a bit of a mess. I feel a bit of a wreck, but you know what? We're here and that's what matters. Um, My, okay, highs and lows. It's interesting that you felt really anxious last week as well because I did too. And it was kind of like this underlying feeling in my stomach for a few days. And you know when like you don't really recognize it until then you're, until all of a sudden you're just like, oh, like I feel like shit or 
it kind of leaves and you're like, oh, I feel so much better again. This is what feeling normal feels like. That's kind of what I was feeling. And nothing, it's interesting because nothing really in specific was making me feel anxious. I just had this like, this feeling in my stomach for like two days. Mm -hmm. And I even said to Sam, I was like, I feel weird. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. I just feel weird. And I think it's very normal to go through those times. And honestly, what helped me so much, like you said, was just talking to people. I spoke to Georgia, like cried to her, spoke to you. And it was so nice hearing other people, like especially my closest friends, feeling like they're going through the same thing because it just made me feel like, oh, like I'm not alone in this. And I think often when you're feeling anxious, you're like, you're seeing people on social media, you're seeing people's highs and you're like, oh, no one else feels like this. But when we sat down and had a bit of a chat about like you feeling anxious and I was like, fuck, like I'm kind of feeling anxious too. And then, yeah, I just like, it made it kind of like lifted it off my chest, if that makes sense, and just made me feel a lot better. Um, so I guess that was just like my low. It wasn't really anything crazy, um, but yeah, just kind of feeling a bit anxious. And I think that's so normal to go through every now and again. Yeah. Again, like Riley said, I definitely don't have anxiety, but I just have anxious moments, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, as for my high, I okay. So last week, this was kind of when I was feeling a bit anxious right so I was like Sophie no I'm going to have a good day so what I did is I went had a shower I washed my hair all right are you ready I got into a really comfy outfit that just makes me feel great I put on some makeup and I went to Kmart and did some retail therapy and it was honestly (laughs) a vibe there is nothing like a little Kmart shop to make you feel good about life (laughs) exactly and I was like I went by myself I just took myself on a little Kmart date. I played like music the whole way there, did a bit of carpool karaoke. I <laughs> I spent like $150 on shit that I did not need, but I came home and I felt great. And that's all that matters. <laughs> so that was definitely my high. <laughs> that's all that matters in this story. I love that. So I'm going to say that I'm going to say that my Kmart trip was definitely my high of the week. And I just, I bought a water bottle because I wasn't drinking enough water, ironically. And now I'm drinking like three liters a day with ease. So highly recommend. Wow. That's, I need to do that. You know what? I'd love a Kmart, Kmart trip. It's been a minute. Oh, I think you should do it. And because they always have new stuff coming and you just never know what you're going to get. You don't. And I haven't been in months. Mm. So it was like everything was new. I got new pillows. I got a blanket. I got a plant that I didn't need. You know? Love it. It was Quite a good time. And you can yeah. just, anyway. yeah, you can waste so much time in there. Oh, it's good. Oh, like it really it. is. It's a very solid mm-hmm. high. I'm here for that. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. good. Moving on, guys, on to today's topic. Now, so for now, going back and forth with this because it has so many sort of different aspects to it. And this is a massive topic as well. And one that we also think is super important and get so many questions on every single week. So this week's topic is body confidence how to be confident in your body, finding confidence, and pretty much everything to do (laughs) with body confidence. And we've written down our best six tips, I would say, um, into feeling your most confident self and being confident in your physique the way it is currently. So we're going to go through all six of them, sort of see how we go with it and talk on each, and hopefully you guys get something out of this episode that you can take away and sort of implement in your everyday life, no matter where you are on your health and fitness journey at the moment. 
Exactly. Yeah. I think confidence is a massive topic and we could probably talk about it for ages, Mm. but we're going to try and make this episode short, snappy, and just like to the point, have a bit of a chat. And yeah, I think a lot of girls and boys struggle with body confidence and it's a huge thing that everyone thinks is almost normal to not feel confident, but I think it should be more normal to feel confident in your body. So I'm excited about this episode. Anyway, getting on to the first point, we've written down focus on feeling. Yeah. And I love this because when you focus on how you feel, it's almost like everything falls into place. Mm-hmm. If you're training to feel good, if you're eating to feel good among like uh, above anything, if you just stop thinking about what you look like and completely focus on how you are feeling, it's just like something shifts and something changes and instantly you feel better. You feel more confident. I know that when I'm training to build strength and going on walks and eating foods that genuinely make me feel good, I feel my most confident. Mm. Not when I'm stressing about how much I weigh or stressing about what my stomach looks like in the mirror that day. Like that's when you feel the most shitty and the most like, oh, like nothing's working. But when you're focusing on like, I really want to get that, I don't know, like 80 kilo squat, or I really want to run one kilometer in five minutes or something Mm. like that. And you finally do it. You feel amazing. Or if you make a meal that's home cooked, it makes you feel so good. You just like, you're almost on a high from it. And that in itself makes you feel so much more confident. Yeah, completely. And like I always say, aesthetics will only ever get you so far. Aesthetics are great. Mm -hmm. They're fantastic. And we all want to obviously look our best. But at the end of the day, if you are your leanest or what you deem to be, you know, your best physical body, I can almost guarantee you're not going to be feeling that good internally because there'll probably be a lot of other things going on. But when you do focus on feeling and train to have energy and go to bed early to sleep well, so you do have enough energy the next day and you know, you go and do your gym session or your hit session or your group fitness, whatever you might do. And those endorphins after are so good and you feel so strong. You feel a bit sweaty, but that feeling is addictive. And when I think about mm-hmm. training in gym, if I don't for say five or six days, I might look in the mirror and think, oh, you just look fluffy. And I, I just feel really fluffy, but no, I don't. I just don't have that feeling of feeling fit and healthy and strong because I haven't done the training. So I think when you focus on feeling, it's a lot more motivating as well to actually get yourself to the gym, to go on that walk, to eat healthy, whatever it may be. Because I know for me, the easy option would be to eat the ice cream that's in a wrapper in the freezer, right? But when I look at the frozen fruit next to it, I'm like, oh, but I have to make that smoothie, right? And that's just effort Mm -hmm. and it's hard. But when I make that conscious effort to put in that little bit of extra effort to make the smoothie, I'm going to feel 100 times better about the decision I made and my body will reap the rewards of that because I'm going to have plenty of energy from that decision as well. So focusing on feeling will definitely get you there, especially when it comes to motivation. And I think for me personally, it gives me a lot more reason to do things because aesthetics don't hold that much importance to me. And it also takes away the control aspect of what aesthetics can have over you in terms of how much you care about the way you look because you know focus on feeling and as a byproduct the aesthetics will come but i think if aesthetics are your main reason long term it won't be sustainable 
No, exactly. And even a bit of an example of this, I, it was Sunday yesterday, we're recording on a Monday and I spent most of yesterday sitting on the couch watching Vampire Diaries, Mm -hmm. right? And I, by the end of it, I felt like shit. I felt so sluggish and all day I was telling myself, okay, I'm going to go for a walk this afternoon. And all day I was like, oh, I'll go later. I'll go later. It got to about 4 p.m. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to go. Like, I can't be bothered. I had absolutely zero motivation. Mm. And something like I just kind of said to myself when it got to about maybe 5 p.m. I was like, no, Sophie, go because you know You know that it'll make you feel so much better afterwards. And even as I was putting my leggings on, putting my sports bra on, tying my shoelaces up, I was like, I don't want to go on this walk. I don't want to go on this walk. Mm. I put my headphones in, walked out the door. And instantly when I was out of the door, breathing in fresh air, I automatically knew I made the the right decision. And when I got home, I did like five kilometers in the end, and which was even big for me because I was like, just go out and aim for like half an hour. Got home like five kilometers later and I was like, I feel incredible right now and I didn't do that walk for any reason other than I knew that it'd make me feel amazing I had a shower I did a face mask I made a good dinner and then I went to bed feeling so good after what could have been an afternoon where I felt like complete shit Mm. so I think as well you know if you are feeling like that focus on you know don't tell yourself I need to go to the gym in order to I don't know be toned I need to go to the gym so I you know don't gain fat or something think about how you're going to feel afterwards because that is the most important thing yeah and with that feeling comes confidence because when you feel good in your physical body that's when you think I'm actually looking really good and I'm making progress and my legs feel Mm -hmm. firm and tight today because I went to the gym and I prioritized my steps and whatever else it may be but fitness should never be a punishment and when you're only focusing on aesthetics that's all it'll ever feel like because everything turns out to a punishment. It's like, I'm bloated, punish yourself. I didn't walk, punish yourself. Mm-hmm. But feeling is a whole different thing because like so said, that's where the motivation comes as well as obviously you just feel good and that changes your whole entire mindset and perspective on what you're doing. So yeah, it's really important. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think as well, we always focus on what we look like and aesthetics because generally we feel good. But as soon as our health is taken away from us, we realize that all we want to do is feel good. It's like when you have a cold, you are so appreciative for when you don't have a cold because you're like, this sucks so much. Mm. Imagine if you instantly just felt like shit all the time, your health was taken away from you. You wouldn't care about anything but getting your health back. And when we're always feeling good, it's easy to focus on what we look like. But strip that back and think, if I wasn't feeling good, my health is all that matters. And at the end of the day, your health is all that matters. Mm. So I think that's also an important way to look at it. Yeah, completely agree. All right, moving on to our second little tip is eat for health and not for weight loss. I love this one. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And I mean, I feel like Soph and I honestly can just harp on about all of these things so much, but it kind of comes back to that focusing on feeling again. And when you eat food because you want to feel good and feel healthy it's a lot Mm -hmm. more motivating and you feel a lot better about yourself but when you you know cut out foods because you want to be losing weight and that's the only reason you don't eat those foods it's creating a really negative relationship with food and with restriction because you're sort of telling yourself you know if i cut out chocolate i'll lose weight if i cut out croissants i lose weight If I cut out pasta, I lose weight. So all of a sudden, you've labeled those foods as either unhealthy, healthy, makes me gain weight, Mm -hmm. doesn't make me gain weight. And at the end of the day, 
like we spoke about last week, you know, food is energy. So when you're eating for health, you choose good foods because you want to feel good. I know for me, if I go to say Domino's, okay, and I get a pizza, it tastes incredible. There's no denying that. Like it tastes <laughs> unreal. And honestly, I had Domino's last night for the first time in I don't know, probably a year. I reckon the last time I had Domino's was when all four of us had it that night. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Good times. Yeah, <laughs> probably about a year ago. So it's been ages, um, and it was great. I loved it. But this morning, don't get me wrong, like I woke up a bit headachey, pretty sluggish, super mm. bloated, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Domino's. So if I was eating for health in that situation – I would have picked something like, say, GYG because I know it's a burrito with chicken, avocado. It's good. I'll have energy and I'll feel good from that food. So that's the situation of like eating for health and not for weight loss. And I don't eat for weight loss, so it's sort of irrelevant. But it's just being conscious of those decisions. And when you do focus on the energy that a food gives you or, you know, the reward that you can reap from having that food, it's more motivating and you're more inclined to eat that way and inadvertently you feel amazing for it and you don't get bloated so your body image and how you view yourself feels better because you're like oh I actually feel really good for making that decision and my body feels good and it is that massive flow on effect as well definitely and I think you know as much as we're not saying you can never eat foods that don't make you feel good at all I mean we always eat foods me that last night <laughs> Me eating the maxi one last night. Thanks very much. Um, But it's like, you know, I think majority of the time it's just good to focus on rather than, like you said, oh, I'm not going to eat that because it'll make me, you know, gain weight. Just be like, I'm not going to eat that because it might not make me feel the best right now. Mm -hmm. And that instantly takes off that restriction because you're not restricting in terms of, oh, I'm restricting in order to change something about my body. I'm just not going to eat that because it's not going to make me feel good. So instead of maybe reaching for, I don't know, a bar of some sort that's going to stuff up your digestion, not going to make you feel good, be like, oh, like I'm feeling peckish. I'm going to reach for a piece of fruit that I know is going to give me energy. I know that's going to make my digestion feel amazing. And I just think, I don't know, as soon as you start eating for health, it's almost like eating in abundance because you're like, this is going to make me feel good Mm -hmm. rather than, oh, I'm like eating in that sense of restriction. So I think that's really important. Anyway, I feel like we could go on about that for ages, but I think that sums up (laughs) our point. Next thing is to train to feel strong and healthy in your body, not to lose weight or reach a certain amount of cows in a day. If that makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I am going to just kick off with this one because this is something that I think we all at some point in our fitness journeys, whatever, you know, stage you're up to have fallen into the trap of. For example, your Mm -hmm. Apple Watch, your move ring might be set to, you know, 800 calories a day. So you sort of think I have not done enough until I reach that 800 calories. I have not done enough until I walk 12K steps. I haven't done enough in a session if I've only burnt 230 calories, but you know, the calories you burn on an Apple Watch does not determine how hard you work, nor the calories that you burn post that session, right? So when you focus on that solely, it becomes all-consuming and you think to yourself, you know, this is why I'm not losing weight. This is why I'm holding fat because I don't burn enough and I don't work hard enough. And that obsession comes in with constantly doing something or working extra hard during a session, whatever it might be. 
just to reach those cows. And you know, I have seen it before, girls doing double F45 sessions, going on extra walks, walking after dinner, all this different stuff just because they think they haven't quite burnt enough that day. But when you're training again to feel healthy and strong and almost just completely ignore the calories that you may burn in a session or might not burn, I can tell you now it's not that accurate. So even if it's like, look, 550 calories, you're like, okay, unreal. But, you know, how can you really tell that? This is, this is um, yeah. something that's interesting, I think, with Apple Watches. For an example, if you don't set the watch on, it doesn't count you exercising, right? But mm-hmm. you still did it. So mm-hmm. why should you have to press start on a workout for it to recognize that you're exercising? Yeah. I'll leave that with you. Do you know what as well? <laughs> It was really interesting. So Sam and I went and played basketball the other day. I set my watch to other because, you know, like you can have mm-hmm. the like other workout setting yeah. and burnt like a certain amount, like who cares, blah, blah, blah. Then the next time I set it as basketball workout, we were there for the exact same time, probably actually less, and I burnt double. Mm-hmm. The Like my watch said that I burnt double. And I was like, well, no, I didn't. I didn't work any harder. Yeah. We were here for less time than last time. But it says that I've like mm-hmm. uh, you know burnt double so i just think like never really care about your apple watch yeah. cows and i think as well like yeah it's good enough to wear it and like i love wearing it in a workout i love seeing my heart rate if that's even accurate and honestly like i love just seeing the time that i've been there like that's what i use the watch oh, for the same. most <laughs> yeah. but equally yeah it's good hey but equally like imagine that when we didn't or remember back to a time when we didn't have apple watches like you'd go to the gym i don't know for 45 minutes an hour and then you'd leave and judge your workout purely based on how you feel but now that we have these apple watches we look down and go oh didn't burn enough yeah well you just you could have had the best workout ever Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what you burn especially what i've learned so much with strength training is like you're building muscle Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if you've burnt this or this like the goal is to build muscle Mm -hmm. and like that's going to make you feel amazing in the end. So I think as much as Apple watches are good and a a fun thing to have while you're working out, don't focus on them and don't focus on the cows you're burning because one, they're probably not accurate and it's not a good representation of a good workout. Totally. Yeah. It doesn't indicate anything. And I think, like you said, the feeling to, you know, training to feel strong rather and healthy in your body is an indication of how you're feeling. You know, you may be following your Apple watch and you're exhausted every single week and you're running yourself into the ground you're really stressed, weight's not shifting, and you're getting all consumed by your calories still, where you know you get another person, doesn't even own a watch, but trains every day, walks when they feel like it, eats well, focuses on feeling, and they're thriving because overall their health is peaking, and that's the goal at the end of the day. So I think when it comes to body image and body confidence, when you are always coming back to cows and walking and exercise and being super excessive with your approach to fitness, that's when it becomes detrimental and there's no reason you need to do it that way. I mean, you look at your favorite influences, right? You don't know the truth. I'm talking fitness influences. You don't know the truth behind their bodies. So they can tell you whatever they want to tell you. They can tell you that they don't walk or they only train 45 minutes, four times a week. But you don't know if they're in the gym for two hours a day trying to hit 15K steps every single day. And they've got this body that you're like, oh, well, that's all they do. And I want to do that. But the reality to anything is you don't know the truth. So focus on you and feeling really strong and confident in your training, your eating, focusing on feeling. And that's when that confidence will come through. Exactly. 
yeah all right i think that pretty much sums up the first three tips i think out of all of those they almost kind of fall into the same category those but i I like those tips. So moving on to our fourth one, we have recognized the parts of your body that you love and also acknowledge the parts of your body that you don't love. Mm -hmm. I think this is really important because almost getting deeper into this, it's just showing your body some gratitude because yeah, instead of saying, oh, like my, I don't like my thighs. They're too big. They're too small. They're too muscular. They're too whatever. They can be too anything. Instead, yeah, you could acknowledge that maybe they're not your favorite parts of you. That's okay. We're always going to have mm-hmm. things that we don't absolutely love about our bodies. But just change that to being like, well, they literally help me walk. They help me go to the gym. They help me run. They help me dance. Mm-hmm. And changing that focus is really important. If you don't like, I don't know, your arms, they literally help you do everything. I mean, I'm speaking and my hands are going everywhere right now. Yeah. Like imagine not having that and how much, you know, you would notice that you're just grateful for an arm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. Yeah, you don't have to love every part of your body. We all get self-conscious about certain different things of, you know, of our bodies. But it's important to... You know, sometimes I hear people being like, you just love your body. And as well, like, that's awesome. Love your body 100%. But you don't have to kind of force yourself into saying, I just love every single part of myself. Because some days you won't. And that is okay. Mm -hmm. But acknowledging the fact that your body does so much for you. And it tries every single day. And if you're not giving it that gratitude for that, like your body's just going to feel like, oh, well, thanks a lot. (laughs) You know, like imagine if you had this friend who every single day showed up for you and helped you do everything you do, made you feel good, digested your food, like everything, and you gave it nothing in return, only gave it hate, only said bad things about it. Your friend would be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like I do so much for you. Can you just give me some sort of recognition? Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. So I think that's so important to remember, like, yeah, we can be like, oh, hate my body's bloated. It's literally just digested food that you've eaten. Yeah. And maybe some things inflamed it or maybe, you know, I mean, it's it's natural for our bodies to change. And I just think it's so important to, at the end of the day, think, wow, like for one, I'm in this body for the rest of my life. So I might as well stop hating it. And two, this body does so much for me. If you're driving in a car right now, like your body is doing that. If you're walking, listening to this podcast, just like look down at your body and be like, wow, I'm so grateful. Because when you think about it, some people don't have that incredible privilege. Some people can't walk. Some people don't have a hand or don't have an arm. Can you imagine how much they envy people who do? And they don't care if their arm maybe isn't as toned as other people's because they just want an arm. And I think, I don't know, I just went on a huge tangent, yeah. but I just think that's so important. No, I I love what you just said. And I love your the analogy that you just used as well, because one thing I always say to my clients as well, like you just said, you don't have to love every part of your body. I don't, I don't need you to stand up and be like, every part of me is perfect and I'm obsessed with every part and I love and accept every part because hello, we're human. There is going to be things that you're like, you know what? I don't love that. And I kind of wish it Mm -hmm. wasn't there. But equally, I accept and acknowledge that that is a part of me. And, you know, I'll use myself for an example. I mentioned it last week that, you know, growing up, it was broad shoulders. I just hated having broad shoulders. It was just the bane of my existence. But equally, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going on a bit of a tangent now, but this is just like, go on. I want to hear it. Mm. 
And I should have mentioned this last <laughs> week, actually, when I was talking about my um, fitness journey and health journey and stuff like that, because there was a stage where I just thought to myself, you know what? No, I am not going to do fitness. I'm not going to train and I'm just not going to eat. I said to myself, I'm like, mm. I'm just going to eat half of what I eat now, do absolutely nothing. And I just want to be skinny. That was my thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to lose all my muscle. I just want to lose all my body fat. And I just want to be super, super skinny and not eat. Now this lasted, I'm going to say a week, week and a half because I was so angry, so tired, no energy. I was sort of like, wait, I actually kind of like being fit and I actually really like training. And I'm telling myself like, <laughs> no, no training because you'll gain muscle. And in that moment, I realized that I love that my, you know, broad shoulders allow me to do a pull-up without ever training for it. I can do push-ups without ever training for that. I can do so many things because of my broad and strong physique, right, that a lot of people couldn't do, and I really value that. So also recognizing that sometimes the parts of yourself that you might not love also allow you to do things that you might really enjoy. So for me, it was almost like a, oh, well, maybe I don't hate them that much because there's a lot of things in life that I can do because of this. And maybe it's not actually as big of a deal as I give it. And I think in that, it comes with acknowledging the parts of yourself that you don't, you know, love. I love lots of part, like lots of things on my body, but there's also things that I don't love. But equally, you know, if I hold fat on my stomach, that will be the energy source for my growing child one day. If I don't love the fact that, you know, I've got cellulite on my hips and thighs, I'm like, you know what, but I am quite strong and I do hold fat in that area. So if you're going to have a bigger bum or a strong bum, it's probably going to come with cellulite. <laughs> so it's a catch 22, like what's, what's good and what's bad. And that's up to you to determine. But I think at the end of the day, recognizing the parts you love and the parts you don't, gives you the confidence to then move forward in life knowing that hey it's okay that I don't love these parts but equally I know that I'm perfect either way and I don't have to love mm-hmm. all of me wholeheartedly exactly and I also think it's interesting that oh, you always want what you don't have mm. like people who aren't naturally muscular will, would look at you and be like that is all I want in life then for you especially back then you're looking at people who didn't have you know weren't that muscular and going, that is all I want. And it's so funny. We always want what we don't have. Yeah. Equally, a different point that I was just thinking about when you were talking about, you know, maybe that extra bit of fat in your stomach is literally what's going to help you create another life inside of you. Isn't it funny? And you always hear this when women get pregnant, they have this new confidence in their body and they have this new appreciation for their body. Now that they're growing another human inside of them. And I've heard a couple of people that I know who are pregnant right now saying that I have never felt so like appreciate, like, sorry, that didn't make sense. I've never felt so confident and I've never appreciated my appreciated my body this much before and I've never eaten just purely for health I've never trained just purely to feel good now that I'm growing you know my child inside Mm. of me but it's interesting because it's like well why haven't you always felt like that because you've always been doing those kind of things for your body so why haven't you always had that mindset of I'm doing it for this human well you are a human so do it for yourself yeah if that makes sense. That was such a tangent again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, completely. And I guess that just comes into the next 
tip which is practice daily gratitude and appreciate all your body is and does for you daily which is kind of what we just touched on but I think this in itself is so important especially if you are someone that really struggles with even recognizing a part of yourself that you love you know the tip prior sometimes it's really difficult to even write down three things that you really love about yourself but if you start to practice daily gratitude and going through even the things that your body does for you so if you really struggle you know writing down aesthetic things that you may like about your body if you focus on hey I did a 12-hour shift today and I was able to get through that 12-hour shift today and you know oh, I'm trying to think of examples now I did an 80 kilo back squat and my legs that are big and I might not love them actually allowed me to do that today and when you recognize mm -hmm. all the things your body does for you you kind of start to realize how much you love your body for what it is and I think that comes with being very purposeful and writing these things down so it's like that pen to paper you're literally seeing it in front of you and like anything if you do this daily you'll actually start to kind of ingrain in your head like wow I actually really do like myself Mm -hmm, exactly and I think as well with that whole practicing gratitude for yourself and your body daily is it can be in any form if mm. that is you know putting music on and dancing around the house like it can be that as well I know for me whenever I'm feeling I don't know just a bit low or maybe not that confident in myself I just love a good pamper session if I go and have a shower wash my hair do a face mask do a good skincare routine get into comfy clothes and clean comfy clothes like I I feel so good and I feel so confident in my body then. Mm. And I think that, you know, that is in itself practicing gratitude towards my body and me because I'm putting all that effort into making myself feel good. So, you know, that kind of equates to just feeling good in itself. Yeah. So it can be whatever you decide on that day. If, you, if for one day it is writing it down, incredible. If the next day it's doing a face mask, like you're still, you're still giving yourself gratitude and kind of saying like, I don't know, I think giving yourself a little pamper is almost saying thank you to yourself every single day. Yeah, you're like honoring your body in that sense. And I guess another example of that is do a couple on Instagram. I know we get so many questions about girls comparing themselves to other girls or someone on TikTok, someone on Instagram, whatever it may be. But honor yourself and practice gratitude by freeing yourself from that comparison. So if you find yourself constantly comparing and that's really being quite detrimental to your confidence long term, remove yourself from that situation like so said you can either sit there and you know scroll for an hour on your phone and feel bad about your appearance or the way you look or spend that time in the bath having a shower shave your legs wash your hair get in comfy clothes and feel amazing about you know just looking after yourself and honoring yourself in that way as well but I guess that just follows on to our last tip which is understand that every state is temporary and where you are currently isn't your forever I love this. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I think it is important. So, you know, as much as you love your body now, you can want to change it. That mm -hmm. is so okay. And I think with the whole, you know, you know, uh, you can love your body, whatever, however you look, however you are, is so important. But equally, if you do want to change things, like that's okay. Mm -hmm. And where you are right now isn't, if you want it, isn't where you're going to be forever. So if you want to gain weight, if you want to lose weight, you are allowed to do that. If it's going to make you feel good, if you're going to continue living your life to the fullest and feel amazing. Um, and I think, I don't know, you know, 
sometimes days you will feel bloated and some days you will be retaining extra water weight and some days you will sit on the couch and do nothing and some days equally you'll walk 10,000 steps and go to the gym and eat amazing and I think that you know everything every day is going to be different and it's important to recognize that every day doesn't need to be perfect and it's not that all or nothing mentality I also feel like my day yesterday was a really good representation of where I'm at at the moment because I as I said sat on the couch all day watching Vampire Diaries snacking and I didn't feel great and where in the past I would have been like well I've done nothing might as well continue doing nothing I still got myself out for a walk and I felt amazing in doing that so I think that it's really important to not have that all or nothing approach of well if I didn't go to the gym today's failed Mm -hmm. no it's not not at all if you did anything that day that is so important and you don't need to you know going to the gym and having a good work workout should not be equating to if you had a good day or not if yeah. you stretch for five minutes awesome you still did that if you made a really good meal with three serves of veggies in it amazing that is a like you should be praised for that because like you, you didn't have to do that and you did yeah. so i think that's also really important to remember and kind of straight away from the point but i guess yeah every you know your life is always changing you're always growing your body's always growing if you've gained weight awesome like it doesn't matter if you lose weight okay cool like you know it's always changing life is never going to be the same and neither is your body yeah completely and something that's so relevant to all of us at the moment i know it comes up for clients is that comparison of where they were say you know uh 12 18 months ago you know pre-lockdown versus now and it was like i was so fit i was so skinny i was so much stronger then yeah you were because you weren't in lockdown for most of the year okay Mm -hmm. so also recognizing what season you're in in regards to you know the state of your body is so important because everything is temporary right how you looked then was a temporary state you no longer look like that but how you look right now coming out of lockdown wherever you are in the world if you are is also temporary so if you are holding a bit more weight than you were 18 months ago that's fine because where you may be in 12 months time will not look the same to right now so give yourself that leeway and be kind to your body in that sense knowing that like so i've said seasons change and body your body will fluctuate you know you may have a kid you may not have a kid whatever happens we're going to grow older gain weight lose weight all the rest of it but knowing that how you look in that moment whether it's your best or in your eyes your worst is only you're forever if you choose for it to be right things will shift so i think being very very aware and kind to yourself and recognizing where you are in your life is also important because how can you expect to be confident in your body say postpartum if you're expecting to look like your 18 year old self who just graduated high school it's not going Mm -hmm. to happen so be confident in what your body has just done for you, knowing that this isn't your forever. You're, you know, a week postpartum, nine months postpartum, whatever it may be. And that will shift. But equally, how fucking amazing is your body for doing that or getting through lockdown mm-hmm. or whatever it may have been that's relevant to you? Yeah, exactly. I also think it's really interesting because... I mean, especially for me, I always look back and be like, oh, I was so fit then. I was so small then. Oh my gosh, how did I not think that? And always at that time, I never felt fit enough. I never felt small enough. And it's like, when you think about that, you always look back at photos being like, wow, I looked amazing then. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) Do you want to explain what just happened? (laughs) Okay, guys. So 
This is just me being like a typical can never like sit or stand still. I'm always fiddling with something. I have like a half broken coat hanger in my hand and I'm like trying to bend it and I snapped it. So if that was that noise, just ignore me. Sorry. I've just been watching Riley this whole time just like bending this. I'm like, this is surely going to go south. There it was. Oh God. Sorry guys. No worries. I love it. Anyway, as I was saying, you know, you're always going to look back at photos being like, oh, like I looked, you know, so good then. And oh, if I would go back to that body and I would be so happy. No, you wouldn't because you had that body once and you weren't happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such an important thing to remember because it, that just proves that it's never been about your body and it's always been about your mindset because you'll always look back thinking, wow, I looked amazing then. But at that time, did you feel amazing? Probably not. I look back to where I was a year ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was so fit then. At that point, I was like, oh no, not at all. Like I'm not fit enough whatsoever. Oh, damn yeah. it. I, you know, when you're just like on a roll and like you've got something to say and it just totally leaves your mind. Yeah. That's exactly what just happened to But me. I feel like we're both quite deep in thought because this stands to be pretty true for both of us as well. And I can think of conversations that we've had in the past about this, you know, that's relevant to you. And same for me. It's like, you know, and this is, oh, this is actually something that I really want to talk about. And, you know, I did touch on it last week, but when you are that kind of 14, 15, this is my personal story. I would say that was sort of, in quotation, the biggest I've ever been. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. look that fit. I didn't look that strong. I was training a lot. But, you know, you're in those very, like, crucial years of development and puberty. And you're sort of in that middle ground of you're no longer a kid, but you're not quite an adult. And it's almost like an awkward stage to go through body-wise. And I remember feeling not insecure, but that was probably the worst I felt in my body. And looking back, I'm like, oh God, like you look a lot bigger than you are now. But equally, I got really small again around say like 17, 18. So it was just a bit of a phase in terms of development. But I often get messages from young girls, you know, say around anywhere from 13 to 16, really worried about their physique and really consumed by trying to be their smallest, their leanest, whatever it may be. But understand that you are still in those years of development and you can't expect to look like a grown woman or equally look like yourself when you were 11 or 12 because you are in those years and sort of just writing them out and being very kind to yourself and aware in the sense that there are so many things you do again to focus on feeling and feel amazing during that time but you do not need to punish your body turning into an adult and going through those years because they're crucial years and it's very hard to accept that change but understand that you know as girls we've all been through it we all understand and get it but don't compare yourself to somebody who is past that stage because you will be the same in a few years time and look back and think oh yeah that was just a bit of a phase Mm -hmm, exactly and I think it's also like I need to know and I need to tell myself that I'm never going to look like when I was 17 no ever again And I don't want to for starters, but equally, like if I was to get back to that, like I'm never going to, and I wouldn't enjoy my life if I ever even tried to get back to that place. Mm. Next thing, I do remember where I was going (laughs) with my last thing. Yes. Um, Fake it. And I know so many people say (laughs) it, but fake it. Like honestly, fake confidence and it will become real. And you think about anyone who you've ever looked at and they just 
exude confidence. Like you don't know, like they could be super self-conscious about certain things, but you would never know. And say you're feeling incredible one day, two days later, you're not feeling incredible. If that really changes how you hold yourself, people are going to notice. But if you Mm. just keep your head up high, act confident, like literally no one is going to even notice. And there's, that's, there's that age old saying, sorry, fake it until you make it. Mm. Like no one's going to know if you're not feeling you know, maybe if you've got a few extra pimples or if you did have a huge serving of dinner and you're feeling a bit shit today, like, oh, too much. And you just feel a bit ugh. like no one's going to know nah. unless you say it or unless you're acting like it. And yeah, the most confident people, you know, they could actually be super, super self-conscious about certain things, but you would never guess because they've never acted in that way. And you probably look at them going, wow, like they just exude confidence they glow they turn heads when as soon as they step into a room it's it's all to do with how they hold themselves and how they act rather than what they actually look like yeah completely no i agree i love it and i think yeah it's it stands so true and i feel like we kind of encompassed everything that we went to talk about in those six tips i will definitely leave something in the Facebook group so you guys can drop any of your tips below as well I think it'd be really Mm. interesting to get some more perspective on this and any tips that you have when it you know comes to body confidence as well because it is a massive topic and something that I think we can all start to really lift each other up in and work towards having more girls feeling really confident in themselves you know ultimately if we all could get to that stage where we can just be accepting of our bodies and then be very kind to ourselves in the process of changing it if we are on that journey But yeah, I like that. And I hope you guys got something beneficial out of those six tips. Definitely. Okay, getting on to our Ask Us 3. I feel like we haven't been in a really good routine of getting these in the past few weeks. So we're back on the train. We are back on track. And I have snapped my coat hanger again. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if you're just hearing this constant. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, so the first question is to do with birth control and natural contraceptives. Contraceptives? Is that the right word? I just yeah, full headed right. mind blank. Yeah, contraception. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you want to start mm-hmm. us off? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, you know, Sophie and I spoke about this before we jumped on, and we'll definitely have an episode coming up with a guest that will talk all things birth control. We get so many questions every single week. We really want to bring that episode out to you guys, but obviously have someone that's a little bit more educated <laughs> educated in that area so we can yeah, get a good episode out. But in terms of my experience with birth control, I have obviously been with T for a really long time, around six years, and I haven't ever been on birth control. I went on, no, tell a lie, I went on the pill for two three days I'm going to say I went to the doctors she was like yep this is the one you're going to be on and my first thought was how do you know that like you didn't even ask me any questions you literally anyway I was like okay cool went home took it for three days instantly had symptoms and I was just feeling you know just a bit shitty bit headachey I was super bloated for three days I kind of started to bleed and I was like absolutely not I have a really big phobia of taking pills anyway of any kind. So it didn't sit well for me and I always had a really regular cycle. So I love to honor my body in that way and just have a regular cycle. Equally, I totally understand that if you're out there and you suffer, you know, severe acne or hormonal issues, um, PCOS, really heavy periods, endo, 
the pill sometimes is the only way out and if that gives you any sense of relief um you know and helps in any way go for it i'm not against it in that sense and i think if it works for you for contraception also go for it personally i will not and i don't think i ever will you know i never have um you know also for me with my experience as you guys all know if you listen to the episode of get to know me <laughs> t did have cancer um a few years ago so there is also the possibility for us that he may never be fertile so that's also kind of comes into play for me i guess and it's on my mind that's not like he never will be but there also is a chance he couldn't be so i guess for me as well i've never held too much importance in being on birth control you know i know my cycle i'm very on to when i'm ovulating when i'm having my period and things like that as well so for me just tracking my cycle naturally and you know also that's just a contributing factor on the side that's sort of where i'm at with my birth control but i would love to know more about it and bring that episode out for you guys so you can get some of the answers that you want definitely we we did chat about like oh should we do a whole episode on this and then we were kind of like you know what we just don't know enough and we don't want to talk about things if we're not you know we just don't know and so I'm really excited to get that professional on um in terms of my experience with birth control I have spoken about it on social media before but I went on the pill last year purely for my skin I had tried what felt like everything and nothing was working and I had a few friends that were on it and they were like oh, so if it cleared my skin like it's amazing and I was like yep at this point I'll try anything so I went on it for about oh, I'm gonna say it was about five months mm. and oh they were not, I'm not gonna say some of the worst months of my life but in terms of my body and its health I felt like absolute shit I was constantly bloated for the whole first month I felt nauseous which was just not great I felt like I was really puffy and my skin didn't even change that much to be honest um it kind of like got good and then got worse and then got good and then got worse again um and I just knew that I didn't feel good and I knew that I wasn't in tune with my body um and I something that I you know put a lot of value in is feeling like I know what's happening inside of my body and feeling in tune with it and because I didn't feel like that I hated it I almost felt like I don't know. I wasn't actually in my body, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, My libido was so low, lower than it had ever been. And I just, yeah, I felt I had huge mood swings and uh, it just wasn't great. So for me personally, the pill wasn't a great, I don't know, it just didn't work for me. Again, like Riley said, if it works for you, I'm not saying, and we're not saying that, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. I think whatever you know being a girl is sometimes hard and periods are hard and whatever helps you get through that is most important um but yeah for me I don't like to know that anything is changing my body and that I'm not really getting a real period and yeah that's just my personal experience right now I'm not on any birth control and um I guess you can kind of get from that what we use as contraception um and that works for us we've never had any problems um but equally i am starting to get to know my cycle more and more ever since coming off the pill and balancing out my hormones um and it's crazy how i now know i know when i'm ovulating i can feel it and then i know a couple of days before i'm period i'm like yep my period's coming yeah. and it's so good to actually know what's happening um so yeah that's kind of our opinions on it moving into the next question i actually love this topic and i feel like we haven't done it we haven't spoken about it 
much previously and I would like to do a full episode on this but someone's asked do you guys drink alcohol how much do you go out a lot and I think that's I guess I just found it really fascinating to talk about not fascinating but just interesting to talk about because a lot of people have very different views of alcohol and mm. some people don't touch it some people you know like to go out every single weekend for me I don't love drinking that much honestly because again I don't really like to feel out of control with my body and it always makes me feel shit and going back to you know just doing things in order to make you feel good like the next day I just never feel you know, my best after drinking in saying that I will absolutely have a few social drinks out with friends. Absolutely. And there was a time where I was like, I'm never going to drink alcohol again because it's not good for you, blah, 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 blah. But equally, I'm just like, well, I like to go out and like have a cocktail with a friend or like when we were away a few weeks ago in Hamilton, like we had some cocktails, we went to the bar pool and like swam off and it was so much fun. And like, I just think that how you choose to live your life and what you choose to eat and put inside your body should never hinder your life and should never make you feel like you're missing out. And so for me, you know, I will, but equally that's probably only a few times a year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. I mean, I will never be somebody who drinks every night. I just, no, it's not, it's not for me. I don't want to, I don't have the feeling to, it's not a reflection of the way I like to live. Um, and that's not to say I don't drink. Same as Soph. Socially, yes. Do I like to go out? Absolutely. I always think, I said this to Soph not long ago, it's always around like say November to December, but I feel like we almost go out every single weekend. It's just that time of year where there's like Chrissy parties and it's my birthday. There's just a lot on that time of year. So yeah, I definitely go out. Do I feel good for it? Honestly, no. Like I have fun when I'm out, but Again, I don't love the way it makes me feel and I don't love the way I live because of it. You know, it always kind of flows on into the next week and I personally don't think you can live in a 100% really healthy lifestyle, run a business, train often, all that kind of thing and go out every weekend. I, mm. it, again, like it's not to say that you can't go out, but it's pretty hard to thrive in all areas if you choose to do that constantly. So yeah, I don't do it often, but honestly, I'm kind of someone who'd rather just be at home, stay up to 11 with really good friends and drink in that sort of a setting rather than just going out and downing, you know, vodka, um, vodka Red Bulls and just getting off my face. I don't have the desire to do that. Have I? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not, it's just not, <laughs> a, yeah, it's just not a reflection of the way I like to, to live. And it's as simple as that. But, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not for or against it. It's just personally, that's just how I sort of view it, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question is what's one tip you would give for someone struggling with their relationship with food? And mm-hmm. I feel like this is a really good question to kind of go on from last week's topic um, where we spoke a lot about being food neutral and just a lot about our experiences with food. Um, one tip I would have, it's so hard to pick one. Oh, I think... Oh, can you go first? Because yeah. I need to think. <laughs> yeah, I um, I just sort of like articulated mine in my head just then. So mine would be if you are someone who say is super fixated on tracking and you feel like you can't move away from it, you know, the, the thought or the fear of not tracking a meal or something that you eat feels really daunting and super scary to you. What I would suggest is going, you know, say one week and you just don't track one snack in your day and the following week you no longer track breakfast. 
and then the following week you no longer track breakfast or lunch and then you kind of work your way up to having full days that are untracked or you may just have you know one day a week that you don't track and then two days three days four days until you're at the stage where you feel like you can go a week and not track any food it doesn't have to be all or nothing and you know food can be a big and scary thing but also just looking at food without restriction and realizing that you know food is energy and if you can start to adopt that mindset knowing that you know if I do have a piece of chocolate or I do have an Easter egg or a croissant or whatever it might be that does not mean I gain weight and I know a girl actually messaged us and we both need to get back to her after um, this podcast so if now we're talking about it beforehand but she um, was saying that she has finally had chocolate for the first time in three years after listening to our podcast which is just crazy like I'm so I love, that I, love so much. I was literally tearing up because I was like yes Same. like this is what needs to happen right so you know like she said she was like I just sort of realized that yeah like food is energy and it's not as though if I have chocolate it's going to make me gain weight or if I have a bowl of fruit it's going to make me lose weight you know being food neutral so I think yeah if you do have that obsession with tracking move to you know work towards sort of cutting out a snack a meal a day and then a week as you sort of progress in that and if you are someone who just feels like you're really restricted by food groups just work towards adopting that food neutral mindset and yeah kind of slowly introducing foods that you would previously have restricted in your diet definitely I think going on from that give yourself unconditional permission to eat whatever foods you want you know a a good sign of a good relationship with food is allowing yourself just unconditional permission to eat whatever food you want and something that I struggle with a lot was you know if I did have something say I deemed that I deemed bad I would think I would be in that all or nothing mindset and be like well I have to eat as much as I can of it today so I'll never eat it again and that is not giving myself to permission to eat it whenever I want because now if I do say have something that you know I would have previously deemed as a bad food I tell myself this is going to be here tomorrow and I can eat some tomorrow it'll be here the next day and the next day and the next day and if you give yourself that permission to be like you know what if I do feel like a Fredo frog tomorrow I will have it so I don't need to eat the entire favorites box today equally I think it's really important um and I know a lot of people throw around this, but it's helped me so much is to just practice mindful eating. Um, if you do find yourself, I don't know, like feeling kind of out of control when it comes to food, sit down with the meal, try and have as little distractions as possible. You know, look at the food you're eating, thank the food, say that it's going to like physically say it out loud if you need to, say that it's going to nourish your body, sit there, enjoy every single bite. And usually when this happens, you'll feel full and you'll be like, you know what, I'm done. And it's not only, I mean, it's only when you're like eating with distractions that you'll get up and you won't feel full and you'll feel out of control and not kind of have those hunger and full cues. But I think the most important thing that helped me heal my relationship with food is to just welcome all foods into my diet. I, you know, previously would say that I can't have dairy, I can't have grains, I have to be paleo, I have to be vegan, but now I just, I if I want some yogurt, I'll have it. If I want some cheese, I'll put it, you know, in my toasty. And I just, I welcome every single food. So then when I do have one of those foods, I don't feel out of control with it. And I don't feel like I, I guess, have to binge it because I can have it whenever I want. 
So I think that's what helped me the most. Yeah, love all that. Yeah. Alrighty, well, that is going to rough up our episode today and our Ask Us Three. One thing that we've, of course, got to do, which is kind of one of my favorite segments of the podcast, <laughs> is our recommendations of for the course. week. <laughs> um, and I know you're going to ask me, and I know I don't know. So, Sophie, take it away. <laughs> I was going to be like, so are you going to go back? Okay, okay, I've got one, don't worry. So I I was actually talking to Riley about this before we started recording. I, as I said, high of the week was going to Kmart and I bought myself a water bottle, which has genuinely (laughs) changed my life because I was saying, ironically, that I haven't been drinking enough water lately. I know. Like, it just doesn't work with this podcast. I was like, I need <laughs> so to, you know, true. be on brand. think of that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to Kmart and I found, uh, it's in my latest weekly vlog, which will be up by the time this episode goes up. So if you want to see the exact one I got, go over there. Um, but it is genuinely life-changing. I feel like with ease, I'm drinking like three liters of water. Oh, wherein so before good. I was probably struggling to have like a liter a day. It's just, it's the perfect size. It's got the perfect like pop top. It's mm. just incredible. And I think it was maybe $7 from Kmart. I just think we all need it in our lives. Yeah. So that's my recommendation. Yeah. I love that. And okay, I've got mine. So I'm just kind of thinking now and I'm really thinking about sleep for some reason. I just feel pulled to talk okay. about sleep. But what I, um, I mean, I think this is like each to their own. So is it a good recommendation? You guys let me know. I'm thinking not so much. But I've <laughs> always listened to Japanese guys. <laughs> <laughs> not the Japanese, Japanese garden music. Japanese garden music when I go to sleep at night. Um... <laughs> And yes, every single person that has ever slept with me has to listen to it as well. Sophie can vouch Yes, I can. <laughs> every night the Japanese garden music goes on. But my point is, the other night we didn't have it on. And I felt awkward sleeping. Like, I was literally like, it, Tina, like, all right, good night, good night. Silence. I was like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. I was like, I'm just going to pop it back on. Because... I don't know what it is, but that just gets me out of my head and into sleep. So I think having something playing when you go to sleep, especially if you struggle to go to sleep at night, so good. I love it. I don't mm-hmm. think I couldn't listen to it now. No, I agree. And I think it's also when you like get into the habit of it, like it just becomes this thing where like, even in your mind, like oh, I can't go to sleep without it. Yes, completely. Yeah. I think I need to try it though, yeah. because I always lie in bed thinking about what I've got to do tomorrow, what I've got to do, what, I, you know, this week, what I've done that day. Mm. But if you're just like listening to the Japanese guy music <laughs> or some rain, like How you, you, you don't think, think about no. it. <laughs> and you, I think you just start to associate that sound with sleep. So it kind of puts your body in mm-hmm. that state. But anyway, that's our recommendation <laughs> for this week. I'll think of something better next week. <laughs> Can I just say that we said to each other before yeah, we started recording let's make this like a 40 minute really quick episode it has now been over an hour i just <laughs> love that for us yeah we're not great at cutting it i mean uh, it's not a bad thing you guys all appreciate it i think we just don't yeah, know how to not I hope talk so. no we're pretty shit at not talking that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> oh so funny but thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode we honestly appreciate 
your love, your support so much. We can't wait to get this Facebook group up and running weekly. Please just be as active in there as you want. You know, we really want to create mm -hmm. a really solid community of girls in there. Nothing is off limits, obviously, as long as we are all kind and support one another. That is the main thing. But if anything comes up or you have any questions, concerns, or just want advice from other girls, please pop it in the group. That is, um, yeah, that is what the platform is for. And we're really excited about it. But thank you for listening. And we will be back in your ears next week with another episode. See you guys. Bye. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in on today's episode. We are an independent podcast, so all of your love and support really means the world to us. If you guys did like today's episode, make sure you take a screenshot and share it to your socials and tag us at Drink More Water Podcast. And if you do like our podcast, definitely make sure to subscribe and leave us a review as well. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.